Welcome to the Fitness Plus Technology Podcast for club owners, operators, and fitness professionals. Each week, host Brian O'Rourke brings you an expert interview with a global influencer at the crossroads of fitness and technology. You gain the insights, tools, and inspiration you need to stay connected to the pulse for what matters most for your business in the age of exponential technologies. Welcome, listeners. This is your host, Brian O'Rourke. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. You know, you've been following him around, I know, in his interviews and uh, various uh, posts. Adam Zaitsev of Gold's Gym, the CEO, who has been a tremendous advocate for our industry space. I've known Adam for many years. Um, Of course, he has a technology background um, and was sitting on the board of the Fitness Industry Technology Council um, before assuming his role uh, as CEO of Gold's. And, you know, as many of us have experienced over the past months with the uh, pandemic, um, you know, goals along with others have really had uh, challenges navigating uh, all that's going on. So Adam was kind enough uh, to uh, spend some time uh, uh, to share some of his views on what's happening, particularly on technology. And he's doing that kindly in advance of the Fitness Industry Technology Council event on digital engagement and digitizing customer or member experience. That is Tuesday, August 11th. There is a link in the show notes. You know, we try to make those events uh, not too long, but, you know, full of helpful information. So please uh, register uh, for the event. Um, It's sponsored by EGM, our our friends there, and uh, we'll feature Adam as we get into more depth on three pillars of digitization of member experience. And he touches on some of those things uh, here. Uh, There are also other upcoming events, um, the URSA Innovation Summit, which is in September next month. So I encourage you to check that out, link in the show notes. And if you need anything, please uh, tweet or contact me at at Brian K. O'Rourke or briankorourke at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us. Without further ado, let's... uh, chat with our friend, Adam. Well, listeners, as I said in the introduction, we have a real treat today. Adam from Gold's CEO there um, has agreed to make some time in the midst of a lot of demands on his time. And Adam, welcome this morning. Thanks for being here for our listeners, Adam. Sure, my pleasure. Always, always good to be here with you, my friend. And, you know, before we get started, I, I know I would be remiss without telling you uh, how much I personally appreciate. I've watched your uh, news interviews. I featured them in some of our video. I've read, um, you know, you've been a great spokesperson for the industry, both for the Gold's brand, but also for everyone around the world trying to advocate for the industry. And I just wanted to uh, really thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your hard work, Adam. It doesn't go without being noticed. And I know a lot of people would agree with that. Well, I appreciate that. And it's a, it's a team effort and we have a great team here, whether it's a PR team, uh, our brand team, and just, you know, we have a passion and I've got a passion for the industry and I think we want to try to make that as clear as we can. So I appreciate that. So if you don't mind, um, update us a little bit before we get into technology um, on how things are going with the goals reopening around the world. I know you still have some clubs dealing with challenges in various states in the United States. You have other clubs that are that have rebounded and I, you know, I'm watching and following you on social. So would you mind giving us a brief update on, on where things stand from your perspective? 
Yeah, you know, uh, I, uh, certainly, and it's been it's been in that roller coaster ride even after reopening. We um, we opened uh, from a co- co- company owned perspective of our gyms. The sixty company owned gyms we have, most of them reopened in May, uh, starting with Oklahoma City, and then fifty uh, at a shot or so in Texas. Um, and then, of course, we had the California open, unfortunately, closed, which has been a real challenge. Uh, so I, I would say, you know, in the U.S., minus those couple of states, so we're probably at about um, 80% open in the U.S. From a, from a brand perspective, both franchise and, and company-owned. Outside the U.S., as you know, we're in 29 countries, with 600, about 660 clubs around the world. We're probably at about 85 or 90% open. Uh, some are just starting to get open now. Um, we just had, uh, thankfully, the four in the U.K. open last week. And so we're, we're getting there. Um, and it's, it's the same story that you're hearing in a lot of places. Opening 30 or 40% year-over-year traffic. Within three weeks, we were at 60, 65% year-over-year traffic. And we thought, you know, woohoo, here we go. <laughs> this is going to be great. And then, of course, we had some second waves in major states where we have clubs. And that just made it challenging. Um, and, you know, we, thankfully, we haven't had to close in, in some of the bigger states where we have closed, but the, one of the biggest in California we did, and, and that's hurting our family there and our franchisees and our team members and our members. And um, we're, we're working with all those folks out there to help try to get them reopened, California Fitness Alliance, everybody. Um, but, you know, I, I'd say we're, we're towing the line. We're staying steady. Uh, I was just, just got back last night from uh, a whirlwind, 36 hours in the field. I hit about 16 clubs. Uh, saw all my team members, talked to a lot of members. And, you know, I think the one thing I'll, I'll leave you with on this topic is that everyone just wants the gyms to stay open. Even the members, they don't care how many masks you make them wear, how many gloves, they just want the gyms open. And I'm, I'm glad to see that they're they're staying in line with that. And you know what? We're even seeing members keep other members on task. Hey, put your mask back on. I don't want this gym to close. Now, thankfully, we've had about 50 inspections of our clubs in the last three weeks, and every one of them passed because not because of what we're doing that's part of it, because our members are getting in line and they don't want to see what happened happen again. And we, we do really appreciate that as does anyone in the fitness industry, because that's, that's first and foremost right there. Yeah. It's great following you being in the field like that. I see your post and, and, you know, you know, building on your community is just so smart. Um, and I really uh, admire you as a CEO being so hands-on at, at a time like this, because that's what it takes, you know, is getting the community to help each other. Right. Yep, indeed. Yep. I know it does. And you know, for, for coming up in the world as entrepreneurs, you're used to doing everything, right? You've been an entrepreneur many times. You're whether it's sweeping the floor, whether it's building the product, whether it's being out there in the field, and that's where we belong. You leave from the front and you get out there and you just you, you mingle with everyone and let them know you're one of them. Now you've been uh, a leader in tech adoption uh, all your career. I mean, you you know, you served on Fitzy with us and I've you and I've had a number of conversations over the years you know, about these key tech trends and, you know, goals, obviously, with many initiatives that you all have launched, you know, AMP and others, um, you know, uh, you are part of that, uh, you know, adoption, um, you know, with COVID, obviously, uh, <laughs> that's been uh, accelerated in its uh, in relevance to uh, to the industry space. What What is your thought uh, and commentary on tech and, and what is happening as a result of this? What what is your general observation about that, Adam? And I, and I think you've got a lot of different areas of tech, as you always point out, you've got multiple places that you can utilize it in the fitness industry in our clubs. And I think up until now, a lot of folks felt that they needed to deploy tech in their clubs just because tech was there and it was out there and people were using it. I have to do this. So if I don't do this, that people will expect it. And then sometimes they forced it. As you know, you've seen some bad implementations of tech. 
Um, and, and listen, not, and we all know that the fitness industry is made up of entrepreneurs, mainly small business owners who have their life savings in these projects, who are not IT folks, who don't understand that side, but they're great fitness people and they're great community folks and engagement with their members and their team members. And so not everyone can deploy tech in, in, a, in, a, in a grandiose fashion. And I think, uh, unfortunately, for so that was before. And I think now what's happened is it's, it, it has made it mandatory. It has made it mandatory, not just because, oh, everyone's doing it, maybe I should do it. It's made it mandatory because of survival. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, we've had so many people who have um, to revert to some sort of tech, whether even if it's just utilizing the cool tools that an Instagram or Facebook give you to go live or whatnot. Yes, people you know, think that's, well, everyone has that. My 15-year-old does that. But it's still tech, and it's still a way of deploying and engaging with people and meeting them where they are at that time, which is not in your clubs. So I, I think moving forward, people really have to take a step back. And it's hard if you're a small operator, you've got two or three clubs or five clubs, but you don't have a full IT team or even better, an innovation team, which larger brands do, to leverage partners. You know, and I think that's what we, we've seen people do. I've talked to lots of club operators that I know who've leveraged um, the likes of the Wexers and the VHPs and the Intellivideos and just leverage them. These are great white label solutions, people who know, and they've helped them get there. And I think that's kind of what we have to do as an industry. Either we're doing it ourselves or as smaller brands, we've just got to leverage partners because now it's a survival thing. And I've said it, a lot of people have said it, not just me, but I think even as a smaller brand, I think if you're going to survive, you've got to be hybrid in your offerings. And so I think people, technology just took a step forward even more as a survival requirement Right, and not just that we all. I'm doing. I'm doing it because everyone else is doing it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and there's lots of practical, uh, to your point, applications now that with COVID are even more pronounced. We're going to touch on that next Tuesday for a few minutes on the webinar. We're going to do about the three yeah. pillars, uh, you know, and things that are practical that you know and you're deploying, you know, operationally things like checking in with the app, so there's not, you know, there, there's less physical contact or in engagement like tools like AMP and other things that you've done in the goals brand or, or things like marketing, you know, um, how you use social platforms or push notifications or engagement. These kind of things are really the kind of some of the pillars. Um, what, what have you found to be, I mean, given that you, what you've done with goals is employed a lot of new technologies. Is there any one or two that you really are are most pleased with, or in retrospect, or any thoughts about the specific uh, implementations yeah. you've done in hindsight? Yeah, and you you know it's funny you think oh Gold's Gym or, or XYZ brand they're so big they must have their I'm not going to say it on a podcast but they must have their you know what together and, <laughs> and and they just everything's great well you know what we don't always have our you know what together we don't and I'll give you an example and I don't mind sharing our company owned gyms. We have, you know, we have a great mobile app. EGM NetPulse is our mobile app partner. They do a great job for us, but we, we never utilize it to the full extent. Meaning, for example, class scheduling. We only had class scheduling in there if you were paid for our studio membership for Gold's Fit or Gold's Burn or Gold's Cycle. Um, and you could go in and book your classes and stuff. So take a step back. You've got COVID. You've got 25%, 50% tops capacity in classes. Well, how do you handle that with, you know, Group X and our less meals delivery of Group X? Well, we had to, we actually had to pivot. The good old Gold's Gym was supposed to have the you know what together as a large group. We actually had to pivot, work with our partners, and put enable the scheduling for group exercise in our app, set class limits, and do what everyone else did with the spacers on the floors. We did all that, but then tie that back to the technology so it all matched. 
Uh, and we did that, and we did it. Our team did a great job. Our partners helped us tremendously, uh, both Egypt and Pulse Moso, and we got that done. But that was, there's a prime example, and it's not rocket science, Brian. It's not, we didn't go, oh, we just reinvented the world. We just did something that made it a little easier for us to adhere to the rules, but turn some technology back on for our members so they can engage in what is one of the most engaging things in our in our whole gym, which is our group exercise program. So that's one simple example. I mean, one that I'm really proud of with technology, as you mentioned, we do have AMP, and that was a huge help for us. We made that available to our members, both corporate franchise, and even anyone in this country, we made it available for three months. And our, our music label and licensing partners were gracious enough to let us do that. Um, but one thing I'm proud of from a technology perspective is because we're a global brand, we were able to drive content creation very quickly. Um, and anyone can do it, but we were able to do it from around the world. So we had content that our franchisees in Egypt, Australia, Russia, um, uh, all over the Middle East, uh, other countries, even Latin America, and of course in the US, lots of franchisees helped us. And we put a quick guideline together. Here's, here's three examples of a 10 minute, 20 minute, or 30 minute workout. Follow these guidelines. We sent it out to them. We've all got these uh, iPhones. I'm holding it up like you can see it, but I know we're on podcasts here. But and and we, and we let our franchisees create content, and it was not going to win any Academy Awards. Let's not kid each other. But it was not the time for that. It was a time to be nimble, utilize technology, and and without technology, we couldn't go ask hundreds of franchisees take your iPhones out, get in your clubs if you're allowed in as employees, or go outside. Here's the guidelines for the workouts. Record them, and they did. They we they pushed it all back to us. We did some quick editing on it. You know where it's from, what we did, and we wound up coming together as a brand, utilizing technology, and we deployed a quick site for free, and we opened it up to everybody. And there was all of a sudden now there's 200 workouts. And these workouts won't live forever. They're workouts that will live through this crisis, and then we'll uh, we will take that content and uh, turn it into more of a hopefully Academy Award-winning uh, type content. But great example of deploying technology that didn't exist on March 16th when we closed all our company gyms didn't exist. Within two weeks it existed. It had a couple dozen workouts and within four or five more weeks it had 200. And so not only technology, but just utilizing the brand and community that we are in this fitness world. Um, so we're, we're certainly proud of that. And, and it really was a help, not only to our members, but just to our franchisees. They had something else to market, something to promote besides them, something to promote besides the, uh, the Instagram lives, which they all did a great job of doing their own. And so it was certainly a help to it from an engagement perspective um, to keep people engaged and, and hopefully come right back to the brand as soon as the crisis was over. Those are some great, great examples. Um, and, you know, especially when you're a global brand like Goals, do pulling that off, you know, it's, it's, as you know, in technology adoption, it's as much about the mindset and the culture of the organization as it is right. the tools, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And you've got to, you just got to embrace it. And you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to reinvent the wheel and come up with something that is miraculous. If you can do something that makes people's lives a little easier and take some friction out of them engaging with you, then you've already won. Well, listen, Adam, you've been very gracious with your time. I know our listeners and I personally very much appreciate you making time. I, I look forward to our uh, some time together on Tuesday when we're going to get a little more detail on these things. So again, thank you. Uh, for making time. Would you mind sharing any final words of wisdom or insight for the listeners after, you know, given this experience and what has happened? You know, I, I loved your interview, um, several of your interviews where you discussed, you know, even the emotional impact of all this. Um, what, what, what wisdom could you impart, if you don't mind? You know, it's funny because I look at people in this industry who've been doing this a lot longer than me. I've been in the industry since 2006, and I, I, I always wonder why people want my wisdom. And, and I look at them, and I, I gain so much wisdom from folks like that, like you and other people who've been in this industry so long and really have seen it all. But I think for me, the only thing I would like to say is that we, I think we have a unique opportunity. 
This has been a terrible four or five months for our country, for our world, for our industry. But I actually think there's going to be a ton of positive that comes out of this because I think finally, finally people are realizing that what we do, whether it's you know, you know, your typical brick and mortar fitness, whether it's a digital fitness, whether it's the hybrid of the two coming together, anything to do with our industry, I think finally people are realizing. Now, when I mean people, I mean the people who are not in the industry. Um, and the other 80% of the people in this country who don't have a gym membership, for example, that we are good for the inside. Where yes, would everyone love to have you know biceps like Arnold? Sure, I, I would too. But that, that's that, that's great. And people come to the gym and look like that. But at the same time, they're helping the inside when they do that. And so we have this unique opportunity now to take advantage of that. And I think we as an industry have to have to take that responsibility very seriously. And I think if we do, which we already are, and we come together and we continue to promote things about fitness like that, it's, it is really is medicine and it really is preventative care and that we should be classified as not recreational centers, but as medical or some other wellness type thing that can help a center that can help people stay open. If we embrace that now and follow through as an industry and really take the, the integration and the hybridization of our industry, number one, but also just really show people that we are good for the inside and for the long term uh, for their lifestyle. I think we have finally have a chance to hit that other 80% in all our countries around the world and really become that difference maker we've been trying to be for so long. Very poignant. Thank you, Adam. We really appreciate your time this morning, given everything that's sure. going on for you. Uh, wish you continued uh, success. And again, thanks for your leadership. Thanks, Brian. Hello, listeners. This is Brian O'Rourke, and thanks so much for listening to the Fitness Plus Technology Podcast. The podcast is made possible by the Fitness Industry Technology Council, a consortium of global brands working together to enhance the adoption of technologies in the fitness space. Our company, Videri Ventures, which is invested in Vertimax, Montezumo, Gold's Gym, Houston, Texas, and Fitness 24-7 Thailand, also underwrites the podcast along with our service companies, Integris Advisors, Moon Mission Media, and others. Please feel free to share this podcast with your colleagues. And if I can be of any assistance to you, don't hesitate to reach out briankorourke at gmail.com or find me on any of the major social networks. Have a great day and thanks for listening.